podcast for giftware and specialty food artisans who want to work smarter, earn more, and live better. Hosted by Stefan Normantis. The candy business is not always sweet. Today we talk to Kate McRae from McRae's Candies. McRae's Candies was founded by husband and wife team Jason and Kate McRae. Building upon their backgrounds in biology and chemistry, the McRae's transitioned into the sweet science of candy making after double layoffs. Started in a home kitchen, McRae's Candies now offers a full line of mouth-watering caramels to over 800 retail outlets throughout North America. In this episode, Kate McRae and I cover the challenges of cash flow and the importance of having a strong team to support your business growth. Let's jump in. Hi, everyone. Stefan Ormantis here. Welcome to Artisans Who Wholesale Podcast. And if this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. It's produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at artisanswholesale.com. So today I have a really special guest and it is Kate McRae from McRae's Candies. And they make wonderful, delicious candies. And they have gone through quite an evolution over the last few years and they were founded as a husband and wife team. And I'm really excited uh, to learn more about how they have combined biology and chemistry, uh, how they've moved from their home kitchen to now uh, making wonderful caramels for over 800 retail outlets in North America. So thanks for coming on board, Kate. Great to have you. Thanks for having uh, me. Sure. So tell me a little bit about yourself and the business. So um, I, the business w- was started by Jason and I um, after, he was laid off and my job was looking a bit shaky. <laughs> um, right around that 2008, 2009 um, downturn sure. in the economy. And uh, we decided to use this disruption in our lives as impetus to try something new. Uh, we really wanted to incorporate our varied experience into um Something that, you know, at that point, we weren't sure mm-hmm. what it would be. But as you said, we both have a background in science. Um, I was a biogeochemist. Jason uh, worked in um, uh, both ichthyology and also um, the, so the study of fish, the study of insects, and then also in epidemiology. And uh, we had done many things since our uh, studies when we when we first met just through the evolution of life whether it was you know just managing large data sets or um i did some marketing work for for a school and had to learn all of all of that in addition to what you know my training had been my background so we sort of saw um ourselves creating something that would combine our passion for food and our passion for natural processes and and just um everything that's good in in life and um to see where that well that's a pretty amazing pivot that probably uh you know i think sometimes entrepreneurs think or the uh the thought is that 
entrepreneurs go on a straight line, but going from something that's a chemistry and biology to caramels, uh, you know, isn't what one might expect that the road takes you, but you know, it's, uh, it's fun in the discovery. How did you decide on your name and, and what products? How did that emerge? Uh, so in a couple of different ways, the, um, I'll start with the product because the product came <laughs> before the name and it, it that, just like you're saying, it was an evolution. We um, didn't really know what we wanted to do, but and and ended up going on a um, a vacation for our 15th wedding anniversary, nice. where we talked about, you know, what are the possibilities here. We were riding bikes through um, Acadia National Park <laughs> in October, you know, so we were freezing up and muddy wet and and um and then sort of in the evenings over dinner would sort of say okay well what what are the things that we're passionate about and we had long been passionate about food and good yeah. food and using real food ingredients mm-hmm. and allowing a slow development of flavor and natural process we weren't sure where that would go and caramel came from really jason just experimenting he used to make candy mm-hmm. with his mom Candy is very much chemistry, so we were both very comfortable with it and enjoyed sort of all the new mm-hmm. making and um, the, the the study of the sugar molecule that we had to do to come up with our um, you know the right texture, the right consistency, what what would happen to the candy if we changed the ratios of sugar mm-hmm. molecules. So we had a lot yeah. of fun with that. Um, and. And McCray's Candies is our second iteration of as far as naming. We uh, were originally <laughs> caramelized, and caramelized was a reflection of one of our early products. Was our caramels were all yeah. hand cut, and um, one of the neighbors had a coffee bean right mm-hmm. in the top, a whole wow. coffee bean, and um, someone said, "You know, caramelize," and we thought it was kind of a fun mm-hmm. play on words, but. As anyone who's has a name that is a play on words can um, probably feel my pain. The 600th time that you've explained to someone the proper oh, spelling because they're looking yeah. for your website, you realize that, aha, when we are ready to rebrand, um, we will be renaming this company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and we can the family nature of the company is where McCray's oh, candy nice. came from. Nice. No, so. it is that evolution as you yeah. go, and I think that's why, you know, you just have to look at it as an evolution because as you get more information and you're on that six thousandth time of telling somebody, it's like, all righty, there's something unanticipated here. Absolutely, and you know, and it's it's okay because your your company. Um, depending on what your goals are, right, that there are these steps that you take from, you know, a proof of concept, very beginning product. Um, and, you know, which is where I think Caramelize was for us as more proof of concept. Then, mm-hmm. okay, now we have a, after we did that, we have a clear view of where we're going and what it is we want to do with this product. Well, then you know a little better what you yeah, want to name it. Yeah. Um- uh, when did you know it was worth pursuing? So we um, started in our home kitchen, really like literally proof of concept. Can we make a fabulous product? That kind of thing. We moved as soon as we felt we were going to be a business where we would sell to the public. We moved to a um, 
uh, shared kitchen in Boston so that we could rent the kitchen space mm-hmm. by the hour. And that took care of all of our, the build out and health, yeah. expe- you know, um, health code and all of that. And then sort of the second phase of proof of concept uh, came into play where we were going to small mm-hmm. farmers markets and actually testing out our numbers. Mm-hmm. Can we make enough? Can we sell enough? And um, in doing that, we tracked numbers yeah. carefully. So most of the time, whoever is running a farmer's market, they get a rough idea of how many mm-hmm. people attended. Oftentimes they have a little clicker and they'll like yeah. as people walk in. So we would sort of look at, okay, 250 people attended this mm-hmm. farmer's market. Um, we think we talked to at least three quarters of them and okay. how much did we sell? And by doing those calculations, we were able to sort of feel, we started to feel that, yes, this product does have legs. We will be able to make yeah. something out of I this. I think what, um, Excuse me. One of your differentiators, Kate, is that um, you and Jason are both really meticulous in your um, and maybe it comes from the chemistry and the biology of just analyzing and tracking those pieces. I think there's a lot to learn from that as far as you can look at the trends, you can find conversion rates. Um, so I think that is um, uh, such a critical element for success for so many businesses that um, sometimes miss that big foundation piece. I completely agree. Um, So tell me uh, what you're most proud of in the business. So most proud of, um, I am most proud of Mm -hmm. our team. Um, McCray's, we absolutely could not do what we do without our team of absolutely incredible people here supporting, um, making this product, making it to the highest standards, even every step packaging, Mm -hmm. packaging deliveries. I mean, these are the things that you don't think about when you're, you know, when, when we were a tiny startup company, it didn't occur to me that we might have a a nine hour process of pulling off packaging inventory and getting it sorted out properly in preparation for Q4. Yeah. (laughs) That never occurred. And it's our team that, that makes it possible for us to do all of, all of what we have to do um, in order to make it through yeah. to <laughs> the home stretch, the home stretch. Um, tell me, uh, tell me about some of your other challenges. Tell me the, um, uh, the hardest part of the business. What's currently your big challenge? Uh, the hardest part of the business is mm-hmm. maintaining cash flow and, um, yeah. capital for growth. And, um, I think probably every business owner would probably nod their head and agree that that cash flow Mm -hmm. positive. And, um, and also I, I would actually back up and say keeping understanding your cash flow, because when you have a a highly seasonal business, it's so difficult to stay cash flow positive, even if you know that, that you will Mm -hmm. be by the end of the year. So it's like staying, understanding it, knowing where to go for help in, in mm-hmm. managing cash flow and then understanding that rapid growth is going to challenge not just cash cash flow but also yeah. capital for growth. Mm-hmm. It's kind of never ending. It's always that tipping back and <laughs> um, forth. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like a seesaw. <laughs> you know, yeah. we made it. Oh yeah. no, we we need more. Oh, thank goodness we made 
you know, it's, um, you've got to enjoy that sort of dizzying yeah. up and down. That's that entrepreneurial yeah. roller coaster. Um, tell me, um, tell me about a failure yeah. moment and, um, and something that you learned from it. Okay. So, um, last year, about a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago, we, um, changed manufacturers on our tubes. Um, so you, you're familiar with our beautifully designed in the USA. They look beautiful. Um, yeah. Tube. Thank you. And it won't be a surprise mm -hmm. that they're quite expensive. And so we knew that to decrease the price of that tube would be a very good business move. And so I um, engaged, we found someone mm -hmm. who uh, said they could help us. And uh, we placed a rather large order um, for a tube that was much, much less expensive. You know, I thought I'd done my homework, um, and, you know, and felt pretty good about this move. So Unfortunately, the first delivery was very much delayed, which already caused us some trouble. Uh, as we go into Q4, big delays yeah. in packaging are, are bad. So we re received a our first shipment um, with much yeah. excitement and anticipation. And I opened the box to find <gasps> a complete mess. <laughs> An absolute horror show of substandard, <gasps> all the wrong colors. It was, I, yeah. my stomach hurts. Just oh, that you don't know whether to cry or throw up. Or, yeah. Exactly. Um, I got on the phone and um, if you know me, you know, I'm a, not the most, um, you know, yeah. person who really screams and yells, but yeah. boy, I let them have it. And um, thus began three months of, probably the most stressful time our wow. company has had to go through. We, yeah. we made it, we made it out of pure ingenuity and mm -hmm. creative teamwork and order to order and searching through a whole lot of garbage to find oh. um, acceptable products oh, that we could use. It yeah. was very difficult, but we learned, we call that, um, Packaging University, and I'm happy to say yeah. we made it through. Uh, we learned a lot about how to order, and um, I now have a went back to our previous packager, but with a lot more understanding of how the um, how we could work with them, and we brought our cost down about as low, if not a little bit lower, than that other um, disaster wow. of a manufacturer. So yeah. it's all good now. Um, but I will add this. We we have a saying around here that, well, we're so glad we made it through that challenge because next year when the company is bigger, we're going to have yeah. a different challenge that's going to be bigger. And we've learned how to get. No. I, they, they don't get smaller. <laughs> they just they change in complexion a bit. <laughs> no, but no. That's right. But now we have. After, if we lived through that, we do yeah. feel like we can make it. Wow. Wow. That's a tough challenges. one. That is, um, yeah. that makes you heart sick. And when you're in the middle of Q4 and when December 31st hits, it's done. It is mm -hmm. done. There's no catching up. So that is, uh, that's mm -hmm. a nightmare. What's possible? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what do you wish somebody had told you, uh, before you started the business and, and what's the business teaching you? I wish someone had told me that success can be extremely expensive. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're building equity in a business and, and that's incredibly valuable and very important. Um, but it's so hard to, to realize, oh, yeah. we, we're going to just keep investing. Um, and that's either us personally or friends and family or, you know, you're mm-hmm. searching constant searching for, uh, for investment. Although I would also, I would put a disclaimer on that, that it depends on the goals of the business. I mean, we've been growing rapidly and we've decided mm-hmm. to go with that rapid growth. Um, not all, you know, someone who, who is looking to keep their business small and not go through that rapid growth, then it's maybe less about constant investment but more sitting on top of those margins all the time and oh. making sure that you're making money, right? Um, different for, for different businesses. Um, and as far as what the, you mm-hmm. know, so the business is certainly teaching me that, um, but I think that really and truly what I've learned over and over again, and, and I've learned it over and over again in my life, but business is just, it's right in your face is that good oh, people sure. are worth yeah. their weight in gold. Um, it goes back to, you know, why am I most proud of our team? Because they're in, an incredible group yeah. of people that make McRae's happen. Without them, yeah. we don't have yeah. money. So. Um, as, as a husband and wife team, uh, how do you, uh, how do you balance that personal side when it is, uh, day to day, that roller coaster? Uh, that can be hard because uh, a bad day for me mm-hmm. is also a bad day for him often. <laughs> uh, although we also keep our, we keep our duties are very separate. I mean, we can go a whole day and only sort of wave at one another, one another once. Um, I come in very early and, and leave by about 2.30. He tends to come in a little bit, little bit later and work till 6.00. So, you know, and we're careful to make sure we prioritize our, our family time uh, so that we don't just yeah, become sort yeah. of cold business No, partners. no, and it can swallow <laughs> no you up if that. you don't, um, if you're not aware and you, I think if you're not, um, uh, you know, if you're not focused on it because everything else is so intense. And um, so I think it can be really challenging. We agreed when we started this business, um, you, you, uh, one of our approaches is to look at the worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario at that time was, well, we'll lose everything mm-hmm. that we're investing, which is everything. And we just kind of thought, well, <laughs> that'd be a bummer, yeah. but yeah. Uh, we'd be okay. Be all right. I mean, that's, no one's going to tell me. Um, it, and mm-hmm. and because we both felt like that, you know, we both agreed on that, then yeah. it makes it easier to go forward because we both know, well, we're not at the worst case <laughs> scenario, so it must be okay. That's great. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to uh, some, uh, some other tips you've learned. Um, how often are you introducing new products? What's your R&D sort of piece like? Uh, mm-hmm. We keep it to once a year. Um, I'd say once mm-hmm. once a year is is the goal. We don't like to bring products out constantly, and we don't like to let our product line get too. Um, yeah, I don't want to say stale, yeah. but you yeah. need a reason to no, tell and they need out, something to tell know? their customers. 
So, um, absolutely. <laughs> and what process do you go absolutely. through? Um, are you listening to customers say, Oh, lemongrass is it? Or, yep. you know, uh, how are you, um, how are you developing your new offerings? We do get suggestions all the time. I wouldn't say that we're not listening, but there's so much sure. more complexity as, as mm -hmm. you would imagine than what they realize. Um, so we brainstorm in January. Um, we have our, our kitchen team who is always working with, with the candy. Uh, so we, they often have, have some good ideas. Um, we prototype mm -hmm. um, and troubleshoot February through March. So we might come up with a couple couple flavors, try them out, see what happens. Sometimes we need to do some troubleshooting with um, how the chemistry is working in the caramel. Um, and then we'll make our decision. We have mm -hmm. to um, price out our costs. And we usually want to be doing that in April or if, mm -hmm. you know, so we price out and place an order uh, for say a new package or, or we have to go back and modify. If the product turns out to be too expensive and cost prohibitive, then we'd have to go back and modify. We mm -hmm. aim for a soft launch in July at some of the big, you know, the food show um, and then an official launch in September. Typically we want to be sure. doing a launch yep. uh, in time right. for the holiday season. And, so. um, and moving on to marketing, how do you find your new buyers and, and what tools work best for you as far as that goes? Um, shows like NEM are a great way to meet new buyers. We, um, we do a lot of shows and we've used shows in different regions of the country to help us grow. But having said that, I also you know, I, I, I tell people mm -hmm. buyers are everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're doing a little market somewhere um, mm. to always yeah. be ready for buyers. So um, whether that having a little sign mm -hmm. out that says we wholesale, you could have a buyer from a shop just mm -hmm. browsing and you know, walking around with their kids or their mom and, um, to be ready with either your business card or your mm -hmm. whole or wholesale information right at the booth. Um, and I also would say always get their card because <laughs> especially in that situation, yeah. forget, right. I was shopping with my kids and I, you know, I lost that card or whatever, sure. you know, because buyers yeah. are just regular people. Oh, that's you know, great everywhere. advice because you, uh, mm -hmm. I'm always surprised how the dots connect and uh, you just never know. You just never know. Uh, tell me, uh, as far as, uh, you know, those are our great business tips. Uh, on the personal side, what, um, what's an important healthy habit that you ascribe to and, and what kind of keeps that balance for you? So a couple of things. I, we always have our family <laughs> dinner, right? So it might be late. <laughs> it might be at seven or seven thirty, but nice. we make sure we sit down as a family for dinner. That's one. Uh, an, another piece is that I come into work early. Just mm -hmm. I'm usually, well, almost the first one here. And I try to take about a half an hour to do non-business related mm -hmm. reading. Some, something that just feeds my interest. I like to read about data representation mm -hmm. um, because it's just fun. <laughs> I like to I like to read fantasy books or look at maps mm -hmm. or just do something that's totally different. 
And then the final thing I'd say that I do um, is I no longer listen to oh, the radio yeah. in the car. I listen to audiobooks, um, and yeah. I found them really good for me. <laughs> so that here and there, instead of getting stressed out by the news, I am either listening to a, a book that I enjoy, or maybe it's um, you know, a, a professional yeah. development book, or just yeah. something that feeds me rather um, than drains me. Uh, I really enjoyed the book uh, Raising the Bar by Gary Erickson. Um, it's uh, the story of the founding of Cliff Bar. One, it's a food entrepreneur book, um, but it also is a very, um, just a great story about the founding of a company that, of course, now we all um, know and and uh, it's become a very big success. Um, but it was really neat to read about it when it was in its infancy and what he yeah. had to go through in his decision to to keep mm -hmm. that company and have it scale. So that was that was a really interesting book. Um, another one I would say is "Let My People Go Surfing" um, about uh, Patagonia. It's another very interesting interesting book. You know, I, I'm always listening to books. <laughs> That's great search for new good books. No, it, it feeds you and it opens new windows for you. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, the more you absorb, the more whether it's in something that is relevant and a direct connection to your business or otherwise, it um, it just can make some uh, really interesting connections that you can bring back to the business. Uh, do you have any apps, Kate, or any other online resources that you think uh, other artisans might um, and manufacturers might find helpful? Not so much. I mean, other than audible so that mm -hmm. you can listen to everything that you want in your yeah. car or while you're uh, cooking. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that that point of you can read about a, the founding of a business or the running of a business that is nothing like your own. And still, if you have one dot that you can connect, it can mm -hmm. make a huge, huge difference. Whether it's someone telling a story of a mistake they made or a marketing idea they had, there's some tiny nugget that you can keep. And and the other piece is that, you know, I like to listen to, you know, fiction and, you know, so I think that for me, um, my iPhone is, is a, a connection tool to my own sanity as well as, you know, the, the regular apps yeah. that take money mostly like there <laughs> and um and that kind of thing that's terrific um and uh kate it, bigger picture what keeps you inspired uh what keeps you going when it gets tough and and how do you recharge i have a group a small group of entrepreneurs uh, that are friends of mine that are at a similar stage of business and we get together every so often and those people are a tremendous source of inspiration, understanding, empathy. I think that that's critical for anyone at any stage mm -hmm. of business to have a peer group of people who are at your level and then a step above mm -hmm. <laughs> so that you can reach out to someone and say, this is what the problem is, you know, um, and combining that with like with the reading of books so that you realize that these problems, problems are just part of any business. That's what is we solve problems. Yeah. So we're not a failure for having problems, even really big problems. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's just a matter of working out the solution. That's great advice. And do you have any uh, any advice that you'd share for somebody who's out there that uh, might be a step or two behind where you and Jason are right now? What would you tell them? Know your numbers and stay true to your margins. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't if you don't know what your margins are, and if you don't know within your industry what your margin should be, mm-hmm. um, you can be losing money hand over fist, and you won't even know it until it's all gone. Yeah. So, I think that that is something that anyone, no matter what you're selling. If someone walked up to your booth or just on a subway walked up to you and said, what's your margin? You should be able to say Mm -hmm. exactly what it is. And if it's different on different products, you need to know that. And you need to not, you know, yes, high volume can, you can go a little lower on your margin, but you need to know how much lower can you go before you just um, spin your wheels. So. I I guess I can't emphasize that one enough because I get, I think that's what saved Mm -hmm. us several times over is knowing, okay, this is what our margins are. We can do, uh, how, how much can we discount or how much can we increase? How much do we need to increase a price? Yeah, no, I think uh, that brings us full circle, Kate. I think you started by talking about, you know, really having a strong understanding of your, of your numbers, whether it was, you know, the number of people coming into a, you know, a farmer's market initially as the business, you know, uh, was, was coming into its own and, and really understanding, uh, you know, how low or how much do you want to, um, uh, you know, how much room do you have? Those are it's just so critical, so critical. So absolutely. That's a great place to begin and end. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much, Kate. You and Jason um, not only are just wonderful people, uh, wonderful mentors, I think, and inspiration to those are, who are around you. Uh, you make a fabulous product. And, um, and I so appreciate you taking time with us today. So thank you. Well, thank you so much, Stefa. And we have loved working with you guys. So anytime. Terrific. Great. All right. It was great talking with Kate. Along with making great caramels, Kate and Jason have always applied their analytical minds to the numbers they need to know to be profitable, whether it's the percentage of sales in a farmer's market or their wholesale margin. Today's key takeaway, it's really easy to let things slip, but you really need to stay on top of your numbers and your margins. And if you haven't already, make a plan this month to do a profit margin check on your products. It might be time for adjustments. So until next time, thanks and stay close to the good. Visit artisanswholesale.com for show notes with resources and links that help you work smarter, earn more, and live better.